Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Brett, host of BTL, and I have a great, great leader and a mentor of my own. I've got Mr. Jamie Gruber with me, who's in a beautiful hotel room in Chicago at the moment. Jamie, it looks awesome. You made the bed. Um, I'm impressed. And Jamie's out of the Michigan area. And before we get into a lot of what Jamie does, Jamie, welcome. How are you? Good. Yeah, I made the bed. I'm in Chicago at a, at a fancy <laughs> Homewood Suites. So you know, that's how I live. Homewood Suites, right? Big time. Oh, it says home right there. That's it. $114 a night room. Yeah, that's no, perfect. but no, I appreciate this, man. I, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm honored. Oh, absolutely, man. I think we scheduled this about uh, 24 months ago, I believe. And it's good that we're finally... <laughs> well, man, you had a lot of stuff going on, right? Close. I think you yeah. were... You had some traveling in Florida with your family for a good bit of time, and yeah. I won't bring up, but I will bring up that you passed through Charleston, didn't get to hang out with you for a little bit, but that's okay. Oh, Next time around. Funny enough, I did stop there and saw my my one of my my uh, podmates from GoBundance. I hung out with him for the night, but it was quick. We, I was in and out and then headed down. My yeah, apologies. I saw that. I know Holt. I know the guy. So it's oh, good right. that you guys got to link up together, man. That's that's yep. fantastic. Well, Jamie. Where where you've come from, I think is really impressive. And I'll say, I mean, you you just I'll, I'll share with everybody. You were just able to quit your job that you had for is it 20 years, Close 21, to 20, yeah. 21 years, almost to the day, 21 years. Yeah. To quit your job recently within the last month or so. And you've gotten into the position where you're at now as a result of the things that you did over the course of the last several years. And I just wanted to, to get an idea from you on what that journey really looked like from when you started with, the, with that role in the insurance industry that you were in over the course of that time to where you kind of, you don't have to give me day by day, man, but over the course of that time, how you got into the position that you set yourself up in to be able to quit that job. Yeah. I, I jumped out of college into this job. Uh, the company culture aligned with mine. I was good at it. And I saw a path for me to, to progress. And I did. I, I, I took full advantage of my time there. I was literally 21 years old when I started. And my career lasted 21 years. I moved from New York, took a promotion to Boston. I was there for a while. I did a whole bunch of different different roles. And I think that's key for no matter what you do, whether it's, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're in a company, you're trying to grow is I, I, I looked laterally as much as I looked up to take opportunities, to learn new skills, to meet new people, to plug myself into different departments. And I did that for a while, eventually culminating with a move to Michigan for what was, uh, you know, over the course of my career, my dream job, uh, and that is to be a director. So a director in a large national insurance company, at least the one I was in, means that you get equity. So a significant mm. stock award every year, right? It takes a few years to vest, but you get a significant stock award. It's a pretty good bonus. It's a high six-figure salary. It's a very a very uh, prominent position out of 40,000 employees. I would probably rank somewhere in the top year two. And then once you get it, nobody leaves that job. About four years before I ended up leaving, which was recent, uh, 2021, you know, April, or March 2021, I guess it was, March, April 2021. About four years before that, and actually right around the time that I moved to Michigan for the, the job of my dreams, there was something in me just, so just feeling less than fulfilled or a little off. Nothing with the company. Great company, great job. It's not, not a matter of like, man, I hate my W-2 or I hate my job. No, nothing mm -hmm. like that. But 
there was something about the work, the work I was doing that wasn't resonating with my, my, my soul, my aura, my being, whatever you want to call it. There was just something off. And I found other, other ways to kind of, well, I found other things in life that seemed interesting to me that I hadn't really thought of before, like passive income, like cash flow quadrants, that sort of stuff. So I read, read, uh, reread Rich Dad, Poor Dad, read it once in my twenties. It didn't really hit me. And then in my late thirties, I read it again. As I'm moving to Michigan, it was like, man, you know what? I can do this. I have, at the time, I had a, an accidental landlord situation with one uh, single family house that I couldn't sell when I moved from New York to Boston because it was 2008. Mm. I still had that house. I kind of converted it to an asset and then in my mind as well as financially and then bought a couple duplexes and really started going down the path of real estate investing. And when I did that, it sort of opened my network up to uh, what investors typically are, which is mindset driven growth mindset driven, you know, they, they personal development and being a full-time investor, I learned are part and parcel. Like there's, there's no real separation between the two investors read investors, join masterminds, investors network with other investors and other people that are doing big things. Investors are curious, right? That's just kind of what they do. So for me to convert to being an investor, to do that, I needed to obviously convert how I spent my time, who I spent my time with. So as I as I started in the you know the real estate investing realm, I joined a multifamily mastermind, a kind of an apartment building purchasing group, and I learned a ton. Bought a couple of apartment buildings. We built up to about forty two total. How, how did you find that group? Uh, it was through a podcast. So I was listening to, I think the Bigger Pockets podcast, big real estate investing. Oh podcast. yeah, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, you've you've yeah, been on oh, there yeah, once, twice. I have yeah. been on that podcast. <laughs> episode four thirty six. Um, I'm I'm told I need to know my numbers. So episode four thirty six. But they had these guys, Jake and Gino on there, and uh, I had bought the duplexes already, and it felt like a lot of work to buy two duplexes. So I wanted, to, I wanted to see what's it like to go to that next level. And I heard a lot of different people talking about syndication models and SEC compliance, and it just sounded complex. Then I heard Jake and Gino talk about mom and pop and you know just buying small apartment buildings. Like, okay, that's my speed. And I went with it. I joined their group, learned a bunch. And again, bought a couple of properties uh, along the way, a 16, a 22 unit, partnered up on, on both of those. Um, and we scaled our, our portfolio and we continue to do that. But the personal development thing really, really took hold for me. That was more where my, my time and energy seemed to be. So operating real estate is great, but I had a true passion for being around people that were doing big things. First thing I did was start a multifamily uh, mastermind group myself called Multifamily and More. It's a networking platform. It was intended to just be a local meetup, but that local meetup expanded to meetups in a bunch of different cities. And we've, we've grown it since then. Uh, and we continue to, and we have, I don't know, 10, 12,000 total members if you kind of aggregate the Facebook groups and all these different communities. And we put out a lot of content on YouTube and all of that stuff. And I really enjoyed that, adding value to others, kind of uh, curating a community of like-minded people, you know, talking about in that community, not just the investment class of multifamily, but also mindset and growth and all mm. of that. And people really resonated with that. So was that the, so, the mentality that you had around around personal development and growth mindset uh, behaviors? Was that something that you had been in and, and enthralled with for, for a long period of time? Or was that like through that transition, you started picking these books up and you're like, damn, I really like this stuff. This is hitting with me right now. Like I'm, I'm getting it. It, it always was present. I think it has to be present for any high achiever. And I consider myself that my, my career path was, you know, I, I reached a level of prominence in my career, which you don't do that right. without personal growth and development, but it right. was always very focused on 
how to be better at my job, like, you know, how to be a better leader in this setting or mm. specifically how to learn like, you know, subrogation concepts in insurance. Like that's something that nobody knows what the heck that is. You know what I mean? Like that's where my personal growth or the, my, my thirst for growth always was. So converting that over to more just like my inner growth myself, like growing my, my, you know, my, my brand, my, my mm -hmm. inner being or whatever the case may be. That was, that became the conversion post rich dad, poor dad. After I read that book. I gotcha. Okay. Well, tell, tell me more about when you, when you started this, this mastermind of your own multifamily and more, I know you, you're, you're, you guys have a big thing going on right now. I mean, this is a, a national thing that's taking place. How did you start that up? I mean, you weren't this big deal investor at the time. To, to what I understand, you might have had a few doors you know, under your belt. Five. So, so yeah. you had five deals. I mean, for, for somebody with zero, that's a, a hell of a lot. And somebody who's got, you know, 150. All right. Who are you? So so you started this this whole mastermind, multifamily and more, while you had five 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 doors you know you had five five doors at the time i mean how did you go about doing that yeah two duplexes in a single family our issue was brokers in the commercial space weren't really listening or taking us seriously like, you know we're thinking hey we've got some property my partner and i um uh well yeah let's go to a broker explain what we want to do and you know they were experienced right but you know Brokers in commercial, when you're selling commercial multifamily apartments, all of that stuff, they have buyers that they go to and people that are proven closers. And we just weren't that. So the first thing we thought was, how do we kind of circumvent that a little bit? How do we create a brand or knowledge about who we are in our, in our market? There were no multifamily specific meetups. So I think it was a, a bit of a need filling endeavor for me. I would go to real estate meetups. Nobody there was into multifamily. They were all mm. fairly new or brand like with five doors. I was like the king cheese, right? Like that. Wow, sure. this guy's yeah. <laughs> three properties. Holy cow! Which that's not degrading. And new per people were starting out or whatever. But for me, it was it was uh, I didn't get a lot of value out of that. And then some of the meetups were really tailored toward the meetup itself being more of a a little too obvious, maybe of a profit center for the hosts. So hey, why would you go out and buy this or that when we've got turnkey properties that you could buy through sure. our company, whatever, like an hour of that. Like, I don't yeah. mind it being a business. It takes a lot of work and effort to put a multi or a meetup together. So I get it, but it was just a little too value add for the hosts and not mm -hmm. enough value add for the members, in my opinion. Sure. So between no multifamily meetup and just the way meetups were being handled in my market, it just felt like, you know what? I want to fill this void and let's see, I, I named it multi, we named it multifamily and more because we just were like, well, there's no multifamily meetups. Maybe nobody wants a multifamily meetup. So we could talk about more. We could do other things. So the meetup doesn't die after one meeting, but we had about 15 people show up and they were, they were multifamily focused. And I think to answer your question as directly as I can, we had a little bit of training in multifamily, but we certainly had, we didn't have any multifamily at that point. We had educated ourselves but we never pretended to be more than what we are. And I think that's what really resonated with folks. Like, look, we're connectors. We're bringing the community together so that we all can grow in this space. We have yet to purchase our first multifamily. Here's a couple of things we've learned through investing in our education, our multifamily, which might've been a little bit ahead or a lot ahead of some of the folks in the room. So we shared that and we just sort of cultivated a true community, not a guru model, right? It mm -hmm. wasn't like, Look at me, I've got 2,000 doors or, right. you know, I invested in one LP and I can claim 2,000 doors, that kind of thing. I didn't, we didn't do any of that. We were always authentic. We can maintain that. 
And as we grew, the community grew and people followed us and we taught them what we learned as we bought a property or whatever, we would document it and share it with them. So it was really just a focus on value. In fact, our values are give more, be more and do more, right? So our focus is on value, value add to our members. And we never pretended to be any more than we are. And we still don't to this day. As I say, I'm partnered in 42 doors. They own all mine, right? So I, I, I have ownership stake partnered up in one, uh, 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 another partner in another. And then we own the duplex. Uh, it's 40 now. We just sold one this week. My apologies. But 40 doors. We own the duplex, my wife and I, uh, on our own. But, you know, we've always just kind of we're transparent and authentic with who we were. And that's how it, that's how it started. I think it started with the right intention around value. I think that's great, man. I mean, you, especially, you know, those values, give more, be more, do more. And coming into that conversation and just being authentic and being honest and transparent, letting people know like, Hey, I don't have 2000 units, guys. I'm starting on this one right here. Here's how it's going. And here's what we're doing. I know you guys are interested in learning about this too. And I've been in so many different masterminds and these meetups before where it's all, it, it just doesn't make sense. You know, Hey, you guys want to be millionaires? I'm not a millionaire, but I'll, t- I'll tell you how to be one. Right, right. right. Like, yeah, shit. Any, like anybody could do that too, you know? Yeah. So it, there's kind of like this mismatch. And, and I guess, so through all of this, when you said at the very beginning, uh, when we started to chat around all of this, when you were in that W2 position, you, you sensed that, that lack of fulfillment. What were you feeling as you started to build this meetup community, multifamily excuse me, multifamily and more. I mean, what, what was that bringing to you in terms of that lack of fulfillment that you were experiencing and feeling? I'll take this back for a second. High school years, we all have dreams. My dream was to be Bob Costas. Those that don't know him, he's a big sportscaster. Right? I want to be a sportscaster. I love the medium of broadcast. I love the radio thing and all that. What I didn't want to do looking back was uh, go to college, come out and have to go to, you know, central Iowa to do the two to 6am shift for $8, you know, for 12 years before I really, you know, struck it. I just, I didn't want to do that work. I wanted to be Bob Costas, right, right out of college into the NFL booth. Right. Yeah. So I never, I never pursued that. And it, it wasn't right for me to pursue, but there's always that, that, uh, that, that piece of me that enjoyed, you know, putting stuff out there, communicating with people. I like to talk I, you know, for what a lack of a better way of putting it. I like communicating and, 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 mm-hmm. you know, giving people value. And that mindset, it was like, I want to explain what they're seeing on the field or whatever, but it just wasn't for me. But so what it started to do was sort of bring back the 16 year old version of me who was full of potential and what I want to do in dreams that modified himself around 21, 22 to say, what's a job I can do that I can tolerate and be good at and make a lot of money doing. So I converted from focusing on joy and passion and the process to focusing on the result. And I had a 21 year run of that. So what I started to find when I started doing the multifamily and more thing, and we were creating content, putting stuff out there on YouTube and getting on podcasts was I was interacting with people again. I was, I was talking about passionate uh, uh, topics for me. I was able to communicate in the way that I like to, I was able to be expressive and express who I am internally. And it just started to feel like that void was filling up a little bit. So I, I started to learn that, and we, we don't like multifamily more, isn't like a big profit center for us in any way, shape or form. We plan to monetize and we were doing some stuff on it. Um, it's brought us deals. It's brought us capital. I guess that's the monetization. Sure. That's great. Yeah. But it was, it was more like, man, I just really like for no money. I just enjoy getting on. And I just read this in a book. I want to share this with people and my thoughts on it. I just love doing that. So the process became what I enjoyed again, the passion became what I was, what I was following, not the result per se. And then the result, you know, we'll talk about it, but the result I'm finding 
really does come from you just looking straight down in front of you, knowing what your vision and your goals are, Mm -hmm. but looking straight down in front of you at the day-to-day stuff that you're doing and leaning into your passion, leaning into the habits that it takes to become whoever it is you want to be. And you start to look up and things just all of a sudden are different for you and you're, you're seeing a different path. But I, I, yeah, it, it, it showed me that uh, I can lean into maybe uh, the elements of what I was thinking when I wanted to be Bob Costas, which was communicate, share, add value, meet new people, not maybe be an NFL sportscaster. I'm able to do that with my platforms. And, uh, and I feel like every day I'll feel whatever. I just enjoy it. I love it. I could spend hours and hours a day doing it without worry about pay or desire for pay. Oh, you enjoy it. I mean, you get so you, you get that sense of fulfillment, you know, it's doing everything that you want to do and helping other people providing value and helping other people along their journey too. That's yep. it. hundred percent. That's, That's my goal. That's it. I love it. So talking about goals, you just mentioned something around, you know, you've got your head down and you know, the direction that you're going. And then you had mentioned, you know, the, the vision and setting these goals and then habits and the habits are, you know, they're, who you are becoming along that journey towards the vision. Can you break that down a little bit more for, for myself, for all the listeners, understanding your perspective that you just outlined? Yeah. You have to have a clear and defined vision that works for you. You know, like some people say, well, you know, how do you describe it? How do you? I, I usually do a three to five year vision for myself every year. I lay it out by area of life. So, you know, what's my vision for myself in my health? What's my vision for myself in wealth? What's my vision for myself mm-hmm. in my relationship and my family? And I think there's a couple of components that people need to keep in mind. One is you need to do it as if it happened. So write it out as if it has already happened. Go to four years, three years out, write it down like today is X and this is what my life has been like and just lean into it. The big thing that people do that I would, I would absolutely caution you from doing when you're outlining your vision is putting in the how. I see this like, I'm gonna make a million dollars by buying this many, it's like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna make a million dollars. Like that's it. If that's what you want and that really resonates with you, then you absolutely just say what you want, put that out into the universe. The how needs to go away because you can't anticipate the how. I mean, you're gonna take action toward what you think the the how should be, but mm-hmm. it's gonna weave and pivot. It really is. And you have to just for a vision, from a vision perspective, outline what you want, what your vision is, something that just resonates with you and gets you, gets you really fired up, gets that tingle inside of your body. That's the, 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 the pieces of a vision. Set it out a few years, write it as if it's happened already, as if that date is, is you're on that date in the future and get rid of the house. So that's step one. Step two is when you're outlining your goals, you need to do that by di- dissecting your vision. So if your vision's three years out, what's your goal for this year in order to achieve that vision? This is where you start to get into the how, like, mm-hmm. all right, this is what I want to accomplish this year. And then you break that down to the quarter and you break that down to the month. You break that down to the day and then to right now. It's called goal setting to the now. It's a great Gary Keller book, the one thing. But literally just think about it like, okay, if I want to make a million dollars in three years, this year, my goal is to make, you know, 200,000 or whatever, and I'll accelerate it. In order to make 200,000 this year, I need to make, you know, uh, 50,000 this quarter. In order to make 50,000 this quarter, I need to do these things. And I, you know, I want to make X this week. In order to make X this week, this is what I have to do right now to do that, right? Like just like backtracking Mm -hmm. it down to this moment. But the big thing to me is goals are great and goals are good to put out there, but doing versus being is where habits come in. So you can do a lot of things to achieve a goal, but that feels like willpower, Mm -hmm. effort, uh, you know, like getting yourself up, pumping yourself up. But when you look at it from a standpoint of who am I being 
but who do I need to be to make a million dollars in the next three years? That's when you start to define what are the reps that you put in? What are the habits that you need to, to, to demonstrate? So for me to make a million dollars in three years, a guy that makes a million dollars a year does these things. These are the habits that he executes on. And it could be as simple as, you know, not as simple as, but as broad as, you know, follow my passion daily, but better than that is tactically like step one, step two, step three, every day I need to do this, this, and this. You do that every day and just sort of stay right in front of you. Like, you know, don't, don't think too much further out in front of that. So your habit for sure, uh, I'm sorry, your vision for sure. You need to have front of mind every morning. I visit my vision. I look at mm-hmm. it. I let it emotionally kind of hit me. It's there. Then I put it down and I focus on, or I try to focus on what are the habits that I need to demonstrate each day for that vision to come true one day? Who do I need to be? Not what do I need to do? Right. Right. And then lastly, I think is uh, having a clear, de- clearly defined planning process, whether it's every week, every other week, once a month where you sit down and you map out your week, you plan your week around whatever your goals are for that particular week, day by day, what you do on my best weeks, I structure that out really well. It lets me batch stuff together. Like for instance, uh, an example, I had two different calls with the same guy on two different days last week. So looking a week ahead at it, it was like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to spend an hour with him on Wednesday and a half hour with him on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I called him and said, could we combine this all on Wednesday and cleared up my Thursday, if that makes sense. So taking time to batch stuff, taking stuff to time to clear things out, time block, and really set the intention for what you want to accomplish this week is essential in my opinion. So those are kind of the four vision, set your goal uh, you know, to the now, uh, uh, your habits, what habits you're going to demonstrate to become that person. And then how are you going to plan those are the kind of the steps I, I see as integral to you achieving your goals. I what love I it. I love it. Solid breakdown, man. Solid breakdown. <laughs> Do my best. So, let, let's talk about masterminds. I know you're a huge advocate of masterminds. We'll talk a little bit about, uh, about this thing called Emerge and just a little bit here as well. But multifamily and more has become a community and a mastermind, more or less. There's meetups and it's across the country right now. You're part of GoBundance. You can share a little bit on that and what GoBundance is and what it's done for you as well. And then we'll talk a little bit about Emerge and how others can get involved in some of that. But JB, why masterminds? Why masterminds? There's a lot of reasons, but I'll, get, I'll put it to you this way. Proximity is power and your network is your net worth, right? Two mm-hmm. cliched terms. I'm going to start with that. If you're around healthy people, you tend to do things that are healthier for you, right? If you're in the gym by yourself and you're, you're, you know, you're doing your workout, you'll do fine. But if there's a guy next to you that maybe is in equal or better shape, that's pushing a little more weight, you're going to push a little more weight, right? So who you're around, who you surround yourself with, I think is the understated, but most essential piece of what makes people uh, ascend to new levels, right? Every billionaire, every multimillionaire that I know that I've seen, they all have something in common is that they surround themselves with others that are like-minded, driven, and you know, help hold them accountable to whatever person they say they want to be. So I think masterminds are essential for getting around the right people. The other question I think is on that is like, why would I pay for a mastermind? And my view of that is it's efficient. So if I want to find, for instance, with GoBundance, 420 entrepreneurial millionaire men who want to be whole life millionaires in the best health, the best dads, the best husbands, and build their wealth and build their, and also contribute to society in the best way they possibly can. If I want to find 400 of those people, I'd have to hit the streets for a long time to find even 10 or 20. I'd have to talk to a lot of people to see if they fit that avatar, or I can plonk down some cash and they're all in one room. And then I get to integrate with them, learn from them, add value to them. That's the key. 
The other part is when I think about masterminds like like GoBundance, which is a, a requirement of having a million or more net worth, I look at I look at the concept of adding value and the return on that. Anyone out there that's 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 you know a part of a community or does anything, they understand the concept. I think that the more value you add to somebody, the more that returns. So mm-hmm. I use this example sometimes. If my grandmother needs help in the kitchen and I go clean up things for her, she tries to return that value and she gives me or gave me when I was a kid a quarter, right? That's the capability that she had, like her resources, all of what she had, she could give me a quarter, maybe a dollar, whatever, right? Like that's the return value that she that she offers. And I wasn't expecting it. I don't want it. Thank you, grandma. But that's what she wants to do because she wants to return value. It's human nature, right? right? Yep. You give and then you receive. When you're in a room with a bunch of millionaire to multimillionaire men who are entrepreneurial and given, and they're under an umbrella called go abundance, abundance mindset, right? I want to give and give and contribute as much as I can. When you go into a, a community like that of any type a paid mastermind and add value to those people, their ability to return that value and desire to return that value is way more than the dollar or the quarter that grandma can give you when she returns value, right? Their resources, their connections, their reach, all of what they are and all of what they do, it's exponential as far as the return value. That could be in accountability. That could be in uh, uh, financial opportunities. That could be in just you know being there for you when you're trying to kind of get through something or, or connecting you with the right person for you to do whatever you're trying to do. That is, to me, all of those reasons, but that one is especially is to me why it's essential for me to pay for a mastermind. Plus every dollar I put down at seven, 10, 15,000 a year, whatever it is, gives me seven, 10, 15,000 reasons to engage and, mm-hmm. and leverage every dollar that I put in to make sure that I'm, I've, I've given myself accountability to the money I'm spending and the money I'm investing in these masterminds. So that's, no, I love it. Oh, that's so good, man. So, so let's talk a little bit about, about GoBundancy Merge. So, yeah. so go abundance emerge. I, I just went through emerge with your gracious help as being a fantastic leader going through all of it, man. So appreciate that. Which I no, I appreciate you, Jamie. So so tell me where where did the idea around emerge come from? And so how did from, how did you get get the whole thing going? How'd you get the train? The whole thing going because going back, you know, you put your head down, you focus on your process, right? So by by doing the multifamily and more stuff, by building a community and that becoming a little bit public. You know, that became known to the GoBundance founders or elders, as we call them. It's a tribe, right? We lean into the tribal language. So the elders of the tribe. But these four multi-multi-millionaire men, 10, 50, $150 million guys said, hey, you got this thing that you're doing over here. Pretty cool. You build a community. We've wanted to do this with GoBundance. We've wanted to build like a, uh, they call it like a JV, like a junior varsity. Like, yeah, you're not maybe at the millionaire level yet, but to join GoBundance, but you've got the right mindset. You know, you're, you're, you're going in that direction. How do we help you? How do we throw the rope down and build a community of men or women, men and women that are driving toward GoBundance level? How do we help them? But Jamie, you've done something with this whole multifamily. What do you think? Could you take on? And they had the concept of, yeah, like emerge and ascend, like maybe emerge is like a, like a, a smaller mastermind. And at least they didn't really have a structure for it, but they just knew they wanted like kind of two brands. And I said, you know what? Yeah. Put together a proposal. I met with them at our Breckenridge event last August and said, guys, this is what I think it should be. And this is how it should be laid out. And they agreed. And we off, we were off, off and running. We were. Um, so Emerge, to explain that, is a 12-week goal-setting course. It talks a lot about the, the, uh, the, the elements that I talked about earlier, the four kind of steps. 
that's also wrapped around a book that the founders of GoBundance wrote called Tribe of Millionaires. So it takes that book and dissects it over six weeks, uh, all the concepts in that book to really get you to understand the power of proximity and the power of authenticity, and then wraps up in the last two weeks with sort of checking in on you. But the idea with Emerge is when you come in, you get some skills, tools, and tactics to learn how to set a singular goal mm -hmm. that you, you intend to achieve by the end of 12 weeks. So objective one for me with Emerge is transformation. That you come in, you set a goal, you achieve that goal or come damn close or at least become more the person that achieves that goal by the end. Uh, that's objective one. Objective two is proximity. So the GoBundance members are all contribution minded. And if you are coming into the GoBundance ecosystem and I as sort of the connector between the two say, hey, so-and-so, one guy wants to buy a dental practice that's in Emerge by the end of the 12 weeks. Well, I got a multimillionaire guy in GoBundance that's a friend of mine that owns five of them. Would you need, would you like to connect with him? Are you serious? Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And they did, right? They got together and, you know, I don't know what exactly that'll, that'll bring in the future, but uh, definitely a value add connection. So proximity was the objective number two with Emerge. And then lastly, I wanted Emerge to be a proving ground. So we have 12 weeks of curriculum, 12 assignments. If you complete all 12 of those, and only if you complete all 12 of those, will we invite you to the Ascend Mastermind, which is GoBundance, the mastermind, the annual mastermind, the connection, the accountability pods, all that stuff. It's GoBundance without the millionaire requirement. And we're launching that now. And we've got about 40, 45 members of that. Uh, and I'm really proud of, of all of what they've done. But they nailed Emerge. A lot of people that joined Emerge didn't. They just stopped after two, three weeks. That happens. But those that were committed got through and now they're joining Ascend. And we're going to be doing some really deep, cool work with these folks to have them you know, break down, you know, to, to their, their, their inner passion and really re-identify themselves as the whole life millionaire they seek to be. So that's what Emerge and Ascend are. Man, I love it. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, I had a, had a great time going through, uh, through the 12 week, week course and everything and kind of tighten up on a lot of areas that, you know, some of the strings were a little straggly here and there, yep. just, just tighten them back up and pulling it all together. So it was, it was definitely a good program to go through, man, for sure. So Jamie, where, where can people find out more on Emerge with GoBundance and also more about multifamily and more and more about Jamie Gruber himself, man? Sure, sure. So GoBundance.com slash Emerge. You can go on there, read all of what Emerge is in detail. Uh, if it's something that you're like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm going to sign up. I think the price is $9.95. You can use code Emerge, knock a hundred bucks off. If you want a little bit more before you commit to it, you can go to GoBundance.com slash webinar and watch a goal setting webinar I did with David Osborne. Mm -hmm. um, after which you, you know, there's an, there's an offer for you to, uh, to uh, potentially join Emerge at that point. So you just got to stick through the whole webinar. Um, that's Emerge. If you want to follow me or, or whatever, probably the best places are at the Jamie Gruber on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, it's all at the Jamie Gruber. It was the one handle that worked across all platforms. So um, even on, uh, on, you know, Clubhouse, Hi-Ho, like all these different platforms, I'm on there at the Jamie Gruber. So well, it's good that you snagged all of those before the other Jamie Gruber could, could go ahead and take them. That wouldn't make sense, man. No, I agreed. Agreed. So Jamie, what's, uh, what's the, what's the tool that you've got to provide us to go into the, the BTL leaders locker that you got? Leaders need to understand how to communicate, not in their way, but in the way that people receive it, right? Whether you're leading a community, whether you're leading an organization in my corporate career or whatever, you need to communicate in such a way that the receiver is, is uh, you're communicating as the receiver needs it. For me, the best tool I've used is a disc profile. So DISC profile, somebody you can download. If you go like Tony Robbins is a free 
version of this tony robbins disc if you google that you can find a a free disc assessment if you pay 20 bucks you can get the paid version which is more robust more in-depth i would recommend it Uh, but it tells you how you communicate and for anybody that you work with or are around uh, on a frequent basis it'll tell you how they communicate and so now you if you're a like me a fast-paced kind of like go 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 type of personality and somebody on your team is a little bit more thoughtful you know my penchant would be like okay this is what we need this one we need to buy let's just go boom but somebody, sometimes maybe that person that needs more thought, like needs you to send upfront what they, what you're trying to do, give them a day or two to think about it, then revisit with them. Right. So I think leaders need to understand how their people or how the people that they're leading communicate and the disc profile is the best way I've seen to do so. That's beautiful, man. That is beautiful. So I will, I'll definitely plug some links into the show notes for everybody. We had Dr. Abelson on here not too long ago, and he, he gave us some access on, on different areas of the disc and how he interprets it and different, even so many different things that the disc profile, shouldn't say profile, the disc assessment itself, the behavioral assessment, how it actually works and how you can interpret it and understand it and yep. understand other people. It's fantastic, man. I love you. are yep. a big fan of that, Jamie. And how about the, uh, the nonprofit and how, how can we support and who can we support? I've, I've become bullish on a, a nonprofit I've found recently, and I just donated $500 of my own money to it. It's uh, Aiming High, uh, not Aim High. There's an Aim High, but it's Aiming High. It's a newer nonprofit. It's run by a gentleman named Darren Prince, who I've become a bit fascinated with. He's uh, a marketing, a sports marketing agent with a, a massive client list, Ali, Frazier, Joe Montana, you name it, right? He's got all these incredible legendary names uh, that his group represents. And he himself struggled with addiction as his company was growing, as he was growing this massive empire, uh, struggled heavily with addiction, particularly to prescription medication. And he created the Aiming High Foundation after he got clean, boy, more than a decade ago, I guess it is now, um, to help people that are struggling with addiction overcome and give them the tools and the support that they need. So big fan of what he's doing, big fan of his message, big fan of his book, Aiming High. Uh, But the Aiming High Foundation, I'd, I'd encourage people to check it out. And that's fantastic. That's a, that's a really good cause too. Uh, I'll appreciate that. Jamie, this was awesome. You're the man. You're the man of the hour, the man of the year. I don't know. A man of every, everything man of the, the Homewood suites as it stands that's right it. now, with a clean bed with the clean bed. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we highlight the clean bed one more time there for you. But Jamie, thank you so much for hopping on here, man. True honor having you on here. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. Honestly, humbled by it. Thank you for taking the time with me. Hey, absolutely, man. It's all you, all you. Everybody, thanks for staying with us on this episode and we will catch you on the next one.